Are we recording? Okay, I think so. All right, hello. Welcome to Between Identities. Before we get started with our podcast, we want to uh, acknowledge the land we're on. Uh, so Oregon State University in Corvallis, Oregon is located within the traditional homelands of the Mary's River or Ampanefu Band of Kalapuya. Following the Willamette Valley Treaty of 1855, Kalapuya people were forcibly removed to reservations in Western Oregon. Today, living descendants of these people are a part of the Confederated Tribes of Grand Ronde Community of Oregon and the Confederated Tribes of the Celeste Indians. It's important that we uh, recognize the people, the land of the people that, uh, the indigenous people that were here before us, wherever we're at and wherever you're listening. Uh, but for us, since we're an Oregon institution, then that is the Calipria. So yeah, hello everyone. Um, I'll start the introductions off today. My name is Corey. Uh, I'm a I use they, them, theirs pronouns, and I'm a leadership liaison for Soul LGBTQ Plus Multicultural Support Network. Hi, everyone. My name is Isabella. I'm a leadership liaison for Soul as well, and my pronouns are she, her, hers. Hi, everyone. I'm Maria. My pronouns are she, they, and I am currently the peer facilitator for Soul. Um, and so today, our, for our first episode, we will talk about the history of soul and what soul means to us as, as both QDPOC students at a predominantly white institution and as employees in this organization. Right. So like all <laughs> of our um, other cultural resource centers on campus, soul was also started by students, but um, it was started by one student in particular, and they went to a student affairs employee and was like, can we have, like, within the budget, is there enough room to have an uh, initiative specifically for QUPOC students on campus? Because there's, like, this in, like, this weirdness between cultural resource centers and the pride centers and talking about QUPOC identities, but not creating that bridge between being a person of color and identifying as queer. And so students noticed that and decided to go straight to someone who can give them funding for that. So that's basically how we got funding for Seoul. And then Seoul was outside of the Pride Center and then the Pride Center brought in Seoul as an initiative within DCE because the funding for uh, Seoul ran out at the end. So then it became part of diversity and cultural engagement, which is now part of C, which I forget what C stands for. Uh, student experiences and engagement, I think. Yeah. Perfect. So now we're all under this umbrella of student organizations that are student fee funded and school is one of them. But we're based out of the Pride Center. Does anyone have anything else to add to school history? Oh, we started in 2004 if I'm correct. I think 2003. 2003? I think. Oh, 2003, the Pride Center was then um, started in 2004. Yeah. Yeah, I, was when we had the first Pride Center. Yeah, yeah, I think mm -hmm. we got started like a year before they opened the Pride Center. I'm like looking up, I'm looking, or maybe even like Because I don't know exact dates, I just know. <laughs> the details. <laughs> um, I have 2003 in my notes. 2003? 
Yeah, they might have started some of the groundwork in 2002, and then, like, they started officially in 2003, which, um, which would make sense, I believe, mm -hmm. based on, like, the stuff that we talked about last year. Yeah. Um, with our, like, interviews and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, like, at the beginning of school, a lot of the events and programming was centered around, like, education and educating folks around QPOC identities, and now it's turned like it's more it's like education but also academics activities and fun activities because it's also shouldn't be a cutie pox sole job to educate folks about cutie pox identities which is exhausting so that's why we have it mixed together now mm -hmm. yep. that's all i can think about is soul history i know there's probably a bunch more about it um yeah i mean like we should probably talk a little bit about like what soul does too um for folks who don't know what soul is and what soul does yeah um so soul is like an initiative based out of the pride center we do a lot of events around like creating community within the QPOC um community at Corvallis and within Oregon State University but also within the Corvallis broader community as well um so a lot of our events have to do like we have soul study buddies which is our academic event and we get together and we study um not a lot of studying happens but there's a space to study if you would like to um so we have soul study buddies which is reoccurring and then we have our Kipaw Kickback and Relaxes, which is with the other Heritage Month. And then, so that we can create community in the cultural resource centers. We also have like Bowl with Soul is our big kickoff event where we take over the MU basement and we bowl. And then, yeah, so we have a mixture of events from, it all depends on who's on Soul staff because we are student employees, the staff changes year to year. And so it depends on what the full staff focuses on that during that year. So they can be more like educational events or it could be more like self-care fun events, depending on who's on staff. Yeah. What does Soul do for y'all? What else would you add for that? Mm, that's a good question. Uh, I think for me, <clears throat> soul is like um a place to like build community with like uh you know it sounds a little cheesy but uh I think like uh when I joined soul and like when I, like as a job but also like before when I would go to like study buddies and stuff like that's like the first time that I'd really been around other like K-pop people and like people who um maybe are like multiracial or multi-ethnic and like also queer, which was like, for me, like was quite a big deal. And like, uh, and so for me, like Seoul has been a way for me to like make friends and like build a community of people that like have similar experiences to me and like uh, can support my, like identify and like support my uh, experience on campus, like at a university level, cause that's super hard to find. So I think for me, that's kind of what Seoul does. And it's like, less of a 
it's more of like a, a building a, a friendship sort of thing like building a, a like a interconnected group of like people that I like care about and like support me and stuff because I didn't really have that before and like I didn't have a queer community before I came to college so uh that was like a big deal for me and something that soul provides or like soul creates for me uh, yeah. Maria what about you yeah um I guess I was kind of thinking of like what events I have been to for Seoul, um, like before starting to work at the Pride Center um, or for Seoul. And uh, I think I mostly went to like the social events. Like I went bull whistle my first year, which was a lot of fun. And I also went to a couple of the um, study buddies and the kickbacks and relaxes. And I had just re recently seen a, um, like a, a year ago picture on Snapchat of one of the trinkets that I made for one of the cake bags, which is really cute. Um, I don't know where those are right now, but probably somewhere in my room. But like, I just remember that, like, even though it was like only one other person there that like, I feel like we really connected and like, they're my friend now. And I like, really love like the, um, I guess like the sense of community that we built in that moment. Um, and I think for me, like my first year, I went to the bull whistle and I was really excited because in my school, in my high school specifically, um, we had a GSA, but it was like a lot of white people. And at least to my, um, at least to like my memory, I was like maybe one of the only like cutie pock there um, or like the only like person of color in those meetings and um so like i was really excited to meet like other queer people and other like queer people of color so um when i like it was hard for me to connect with soul my first year because like i expected it to be kind of like to have, to have a physical space like all the other cultural centers um and like i was a little shy to go to the pride center so I didn't really like know how to connect with them. And I didn't like know when the events were aside from like study buddies and the kickbacks, which was like, which were recurring events. So I kind of like knew when to expect them. Um, but um, for my second year, I worked at the Pride Center and I guess like seeing the work that Seoul did that year um, was really great. And I loved to support them um, and I loved going to the events. Um, and so, like, that made me even more excited to work for Seoul this year. Aww. <laughs> That's so sweet. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, crying, like, oh. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think like that's a struggle for a lot of folks too. It's like connecting with soul because like I think a lot of people expect soul to be either like a club with like weekly meetings or like uh like a separate space. Uh unfortunately soul doesn't have its own separate space and I don't know if it ever will or like how that'll work in the future. Honestly, like it's hard it's hard to say because I think on one side on one end, it's important for Seoul to have space in the Pride Center um, because like otherwise we're like, I feel like we're just contributing to the narrative that like there has to be like a white queer space and a like POC queer space, which is how it's always been like throughout history. Like they have to be separate and we can't be together. And like, yeah, like, and then 
but on the other side of that too like it would be it would be kind of cool to have a space just like for kipok and like um so i don't know it's an interesting it's an interesting dilemma i think i think what would be really cool is if we had a name change of the pride center and called it the soul and pride center or just the soul center <laughs> i would be fine with both but just like having our name like visibly in front rather than once you come in and you see like the soul stuff but like having it out front would be what I think would be great because when people come in they just think that they're coming into the pride center and then it's like oh they ask what's sol and it's like the same like spiel that we do we're like oh soul the lgbtq plus multicultural support network and they're like oh I've never heard of it and it's kind of like that just creates this disconnect between Pride Center staff and Soul staff. And like having, I feel like that Soul name right when you first walk in, whether it be on the sign or rather than not off to the side, but like right in front, like just Soul would like just create that more connection. And also having Pride Center staff folks know what Soul is rather than like looking to the one brown person who's in the room and like, you work for Soul, tell them what Soul is, like kind of like just in case folks aren't there because we are like right now currently three people but we usually have like five right right lots of things for the future of soul <laughs> and lots of ideas but i don't know if we can do it because of budgeting <laughs> who knows what happens with soul next year with the whole pandemic going on whether we'll be fall term online as well or not yeah because i know in california that's what they're doing yeah i heard about that as well like until mm -hmm. the until like jan like some people are not even to work until like january i heard mm -hmm. so. yeah. but that's besides the point <laughs> moving on back to soul um i think for me, I am from California, and, but like a very, like usually people think of California and think of like, oh, California is so diverse. There's a lot of different people there. I'm from a very white part of California. I'm from the Central Valley. And so at our school, it was like a lot of farmers and a lot of white people. And so coming to Corvallis, it wasn't really like, it was a culture shock, but it also was like, oh, I've many white people before but like this time I didn't have like my family or my friends so it's like being in a very white space at a predominantly white campus it was like hard for me to like find my friends until like I like actively started like befriending people of color and being like we get each other because white people don't get me like you get me and then that's where I feel like most of my solid friendships come from school and as Pride Center staff. Like, not because I just work with them and see them every day, but because, like, we create that community within staff and, like, folks who come in the center. Like, when I first met Corey, I was working at Seoul and they were working for Seoul, and I was like, oh my God, I've never met you in my life. But then, like, Seoul created that, like, bridge to, like, have us be friends and, like, find out that we from the same area and like then have the same identities as being like queer and being multiracial and like creating that friendship so i think yeah like what corey said 
is like soul for me is a lot about like creating community and creating like lasting friendships that if we didn't have soul probably wouldn't happen the way they have happened if you think about it yeah definitely not i don't exactly meet like a lot of like uh cutie pock normally in my like day-to-day um walking around campus so yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think like what history we haven't covered, what, what we need mm. to cover. Uh do we oh, you know what we should talk about? Um we should maybe talk about like soul, like what that stands for, since everyone is always asking what soul stands for. Oh yes. So soul is Spanish and Portuguese for sun. Um that's what it stands for. I have, I don't know like why, like they picked soul to be like the name for soul. Like I don't know like if, but the bigger meaning behind it. So like we should ask that when we were doing interviews with like previous soul staff, like why did they pick soul as the name? But I don't know, what do y'all think soul? Why do you think they picked soul? Yeah, I mean, like, the way I understand it and the way I was told it, like, when I interviewed with, like, um, yeah, my book, um, when I interviewed with, like, Duran and stuff last year, um, it's just that, like, soul, like, this, the, it's, like, kind of, like, a metaphorical thing. It's, like, okay, like, uh, you can't have a rainbow unless you have, like, sunshine. And so, like, it's, like, oh, you can't have, like, a queer community without, like, um, queer people of color, queer and trans people of color, because, like, it helped to build that community and make it possible. So, like, part of the reason why soul is soul is because, like, we're supposed to be the sun and you, like, can't have, you know, the queer community without, like, cutie pock. I think that's part of the idea as well. And I think they also picked it because it was like something like they wanted to like encompass maybe um, this idea of having like multiple um, identities. And so like, you know, soul being like a shared word in Spanish is like a, a shared thing. And then like soul, um, at, like in um, like black communities, soul, um, soul in that sense as well. And like, yeah, so I think they're just trying to find something that encompassed everyone in it. That, that, that's the way it was told to me, so, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, that might change over time if other people uh, feel like it needs to be something different. Yeah, I feel like it depends on who you ask. Like, if you ask, like, folks who are for soul, what do they think soul means, and, like, versus folks who, like, come to, like, soul, then what they think soul means, because, like, everyone has their different, like, perceptions around, like, I was thinking of saying something that I completely forgot what I was going to say. It was about the name. Mm, I don't know. What do you think, Maria? What does soul mean to you, like the word soul? Um, I think, I guess like, in my scientific brain, I have thought of it as like a source of like light and energy. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, how like it contrasts like day and night. Um, and um, I guess like a lot of like that metaphoric of like light means good, dark means like 
um, evil or like fear and all that. Um, so I think like soul in that sense kind of like does mean like light and goodness um, and like good energy and um, like the start of a brand new day and all that. Um, but I've been recently thinking of kind of like the aspect of um, kind of like a sparkles or like how like um, glitter catches like the sunlight and like creating that sparkliness and like that like magicalness. Um, so that's kind of what's been making me feel happy right lately. Oh, Wow, you're mine. Like a big <laughs> brain over here. <laughs> yeah, Isabella and, are like, Isabella and I are like, oh, soul means like this. I was like, soul means sun. <laughs> yeah, Marie's like, here's this like whole scientific thing. That's cool though. I like that. I like that too. I like the glitter portion because that's super cute. I think we should incorporate glitter and soul stuff more now because of that. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, well, just like bathe everyone in glitter and all the glitter. time. Mm-hmm. But you can't go in the ocean because I found out the other day that they banned glitter from like being in the ocean because people used to put, people put glitter on their bodies and would be like, oh, I'm a mermaid. And then it would wash off in the ocean and kill the coral reef. I what? learned that. It was like, why is this, first of all, why is this a thing that you know? Where do you get this information? And <laughs> My Why were people pretending to be mermaids? <laughs> I don't know. She's a vast pot of knowledge, and we were sitting in the sun for some reason. And she was like, "Did you know that people put glitter all over their bodies? And in Hawaii, they brand they banned glitter." And I was like, "No, I had no idea." And she's like, "They also banned sunscreen." And I was like, "Oh, the tourists can't go anymore." <laughs> I was just gonna say that <laughs> so one. More tourists in Hawaii. <laughs> But that's what, anyways, again, going off, <laughs> off the topic of theme, I guess um, thinking about soul, like, and thinking of soul in the future, because a lot of this is, like, changing and how soul changes year to year. I feel like for me, because I'm leading soul, I, I know it's going to be in great hands with who we pick to be soul. <laughs> So, like, I think of, like, the ways in which soul will continue to evolve and change and how it's always going to change for the better and not for the worse because each new person brings such a new perspective. Like, Maria brought a whole new perspective to, like, what soul means and, like, how that thought and idea will translate into the work that Maria and the other LLs will be doing and, like, how it's always going to be someone new with with a big brain going into this. So, yeah. What do y'all think about the future of soul? <laughs> future of soul. Vision. I mean, hopefully, soul gains a little more reach on campus. I think that's like my big dream or vision for soul is that um, people recognize soul more and that more people know about it because I think it's like when I do meet other cutie pock like outside of Seoul either they work for DCE or they like have heard they have never heard of us before 
or like they think we're a part of the pride center and we just like get swallowed into the pride center um so like my vision i guess is for soul to be like more of a standalone like organization and for like people to recognize like what soul is and like what it does on campus and like um yeah because i worry all the time that soul's just gonna like disappear one day like it'll just like become sucked into the pride center and then one day it'll disappear and everyone's just gonna be like like sol what is this when when did this happen you know so so yeah i think that's my big vision for the future is more people know about soul because it's been a long time and a lot of people still don't know about soul exactly what do you think maria as a future leadership liaison for soul what do you want to see after your year as ll like what do you want to think about um, I think I also have like the same hopes and dreams as Corey that I hope that like um, soul like flourishes and like flourishes into something like really big and beautiful kind of how like I am the women of color initiative has like flourished into this like really big and beautiful thing. Um, I really want to see that for soul and um, to kind of echo what Corey has been saying like I see a lot of cutie pock like on campus. And like, I know that they are out there, but um, like either like they're already like involved in so many other things that like um, they like really can't be involved in, to, in with Seoul or they like don't have the opportunity to come to our events and like to connect with us um, or they just like don't know about us. And it's like, it's so sad because at least like with my experience for Seoul, um, it really has like been like this really amazing experience that I like wish that other people would know about it and like share it with them. Yeah. I feel that. I feel like school is such an important part of like being QPOC and being on campus that I want everyone to QPOC and go to like OSU can like at least go to a soul event and like find those other like friendships because like if I didn't have the friends that I have from me like from the pride center and from school like I'd be so sad <laughs> like I would not be the person that I am like today and so that makes me that makes me sad that not a lot of people know and don't have the ability to like create those friendships and we're like are stuck with feeling like by themselves, whether being in a queer community that's predominantly white or being in like a POC community that's predominantly straight, like having to like sacrifice one part of their identity to create community for another part of their identity. Right, right. And depending on your major, I feel like uh, it's really isolating on campus too if you don't like have a, like a community, especially a community of people that are like, like you and can identify with your experiences. I know for me, like, definitely because like well like I'm an English education major right and education is definitely not full of like queer and trans POC like mostly not so like I mean I'm just going to be as honest and put it out there like the people who are educators are white cis women so all of my classes are like white cis women and then maybe like one or two cis guys and then me 
and like there's there's no like there's no other and like there's hardly any like poc diversity either or people that are like multiracial like it's mostly just like like white folks and like that's isolating and then as an english major if there is queer folks because there is they're white uh and like so like i wouldn't like i wouldn't have like a cutie pop community and like within my major or anything unless i like talk to people outside of it and i'm sure like I know for Maria, I'm sure like if for you, it's even worse, like a STEM major, um, be, you know, so like having that community is really nice. And like, um, cause I wouldn't have a way to meet people like within my majors and like within my classes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm studying chemistry and everybody's white there and if they're not white then they are like asian um and they kind of follow that like um minority myth mm. so like i just don't like that department <laughs> christ um but i like yeah and like since chemistry is such like a basic like fundamental science a lot of my lectures are like big, huge lectures that like every other STEM major needs to take. Um, so like for me, it's kind of hard to connect with other students in those courses. And even more if they are like POC and even more if there are any cutie pock in those courses. And like, I can't really tell. And like, I don't know. Um, yeah, and in my cohort, I only know of one other person who is um, like LGBT, like in the LGBT community, but they're white. And so like, I can't really connect with them. Um, and I just like, I, just bottom line, I don't really feel comfortable with my cohort. I like, in my, like our first year, I just never really felt very close to them. Um, it's like they were all white and like, um, just like, we just have very different backgrounds that I can't really like connect with. Um, so I feel like with Seoul and like with the Pride Center, I feel like I have met like a lot of people who do have those shared identities with me, which has made it for me like more easier and more comfortable for me to like connect with um, and like form those like friendships and relationships. Yeah. Um, I think of the ways in which like majors are like racially separated and like and like also like separated through like who has the access to those majors like thinking of like how I first came into like OSU with like a pre-med bio major and then because it was ingrained in my family being like first gen like you better go to school for something that's deemed as useful and then like my second year being like, I can't do organic chemistry, like it's not clicking for me, I need a change and like changing to psychology and like dropping the pre-med option because I was like, oh, I can't do this. And like thinking of like how like that change is still like, while it changed to a major that I enjoy and hopefully have a career in, it's very white centered as well. And thinking also of like, my queer studies courses and my WGSS courses, those are my minors. Those, while they have queer folks, it's still a white space. Mm -hmm. And like thinking of how like I would take like queer studies, we have a people of color critique and how 
it's like that's like the most POC queer folks I've seen in like a classroom and it's like 12 people and so it's like thinking of the ways in which these the ratios and like how majors are split up and how like people are split up on like campuses and it's like shocking but it's also like that class was also like a slash course so it had like undergraduate and graduate students and like also how like it's people of color critique and like being well queer people of color critique and identifying within those both of those communities it's an exhausting class but also having to hear it through like an academic lens like basically the things that I feel through like big fancy words was exhausting and like having to feel like in order for my identities to like matter in a space I have to make them academic key and then that like just excludes a whole bunch of people because of like the classism and privileges that I hold being a student and going to like a university and being able to get this education and how like how to deal with that I don't know it was just hard for me and like having to listen to like queer white people talk about like the theories and like queer people of color theories and like critique it I was like it just didn't sit right with me during some of those situations because it's like how can you critique a theory that doesn't resonate with you you know like how can you think about it like yes you can think about it crazy because sometimes things aren't right and you shouldn't be saying those things but how can you like I don't know critique it in a way so mm -hmm. that was a class that I struggled with but like also struggling with like having to like find that like acknowledging like the privileges that I hold to be able to learn about theory and academics and like continue in my academic career when a lot of folks know and being first generation and when to like ask for help because a lot of the times it's ingrained in like POC communities not to ask for help at all like just do it figure it out yourself and like how I'm feeling comfortable with myself and asking for help it's a lot it's a lot but I don't know. Any last words, thoughts, things you would like to tell the world? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't have anything. Soul is awesome. If you don't know about soul, you should learn about soul. We have an event. I don't know when this is going to be out. It'll probably be after our event. Our event. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't Never know. That's Tuesday. It'll probably be after <laughs> Never mind. It'll, it'll be a great event. So. It will be. Yeah. But, uh, Should we right. plug our social medias? Oh, yes. Maria, plug uh, our social media. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let me look up the handle. <laughs> we got Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. got it. We got a Facebook, we got Twitter. Our handle changes only slightly between all of those. Yeah, for Instagram, it's sol underscore cutie poc underscore osu. For Twitter, we have um, at sol underscore osu underscore cutie poc, um, cutie poc. Uh, and for Facebook, it's Seoul, Oregon State. 
Yeah. Yay. Keep updated. Well, we take over the social media some days. <laughs> some days when we remember. <laughs> some days. By we, I mean me, because I always forget. <laughs> so, here we go. Uh, but thank y'all for listening, and hopefully we do more podcast episodes soon, and hopefully this one works and uh, is not a mess. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you.